Blog Talk Radio. Good afternoon, good evening. Thank you for tuning in to the Locker Talk podcast where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I am your proud host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com, and thank you guys for always uh, tuning in. Thank you for tuning in to the Best of News Radio Network where you hear about this show, your leisure, 24 hours a day. So make sure you guys always, always tune in to the network. And you guys can always follow me on any one of my social handles, on Twitter at Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Lock Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockReport.com, and you guys can always check me out on the Locker Talk podcast on Facebook. But make sure you guys subscribe to the site on YouTube, the Locker Talk podcast, where so you can see this show, the video style. So make sure you guys tune in and subscribe to this show today. But make sure you guys always follow me on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com when you hear the show at your leisure, at your leisure, 24 hours a day. Now, everyone, I hope everyone is safe, everyone is doing well with their families and all that good stuff, ready to get themselves into some football. And we know that the NFL season, you know, is, is a couple of months away as far as playing-wise. However, when it comes down to the NFL involving what we do here at Locker-Dashport.com, the NFL season never, <laughs> never ends which is a great thing because it always keeps me busy and I'm always working. So I'm really excited about that. Now, we know about the NFL schedule that came out. Don't worry. I'm not going to talk about it. You have all the big big heavyweights talking about it, and for good reason. It's nothing that's to start some excitement about it, so I totally get it, totally understand it. But when we're going, what we're going to talk about today in regards to the NFL are the regional combine players. Now, that's, this is what this show is all about, talking about the unknown players, the, those gems that once was hoping to be able to be in a situation where they was given will be given the opportunity to be able to play in the National Football League. And this is where everything comes down predicated to this show. And for the last couple of weeks, and rightfully so, we've focused heavily on the HBCU piece, their platform, their community, really giving more light to it about what's going on and what is being put in place to make HBCU relevant once again in the NFL. So that's what we've been talking about for the past, you know, month. But going into, you know, from here on out, with a little twinkle of talking about the HBCU, we're going to still focus primarily on the players who came through the NFL Regional Combine, which is very, very dear and important to me, as you guys all well know. Now, since free agency started, which was pretty much the opening day, for, I mean, obviously the, the opening season for the NFL back in March, when free agency started, that kind of just kicked the season off. And so when we look at the free agency, you know, we also was following, we all were following what players are going to go here, your favorite players, your, your local teams, all that good stuff. I know that's something that everyone had cl- closely monitored. But in my world, we monitored closely about the players who came through the NFL Regional Combine to see which players was going to actually make that big bang. And I tell you that the appreciation 
for this brand of football is something that cannot be dismissed. Because when we go to these workouts with these players, when they come in, they check in and, you know, register, showing that, you know, these, these are the players that were invited, um, that these, people, these players were accepted. And then you see them on the side stretching with their music on. And you can see in their eyes, <clears throat> excuse me, you see in their, in their eyes and you see, you can feel it from their heart that they want this. You know, they know that every person, and, and put, like this, put like this, I know, the scouts know, the NFL evaluators, they all know more than 90% of those guys that show up for those workouts will not get an opportunity to play in the NFL, in the, in the NFL because, not to be harsh, you know, they're not good enough to play on that level. So they, we know going in at least 90%. You know, we would love for every player that came across our path was NFL worthy, but we know that that's not the case. But knowing that at least 90% of those guys won't make it, you still have a good strong 10% of players that all quality players that should at least get extended an invitation to a mini camp or a training camp or get signed or in, in some cases get drafted. So this is something that we all, you know, look forward to. And I definitely look forward to when I start to evaluate and to see how these players at one time was on one knee, one knee receiving instruction from one of the evaluators about that workout for that day and to see the hunger, the desire in every young man's eyes and their heart is something that cannot ever, ever be dismissed. And that's something that I always hold dear to my heart. So when I see these players, when they actually make it and they do well, it, it definitely hits me in a personal way because, you know, you, you know, I was a, pro, a part of that process. The NFL um, evaluators were, were a part of that process. NFL football operations was a part of that process of that process. So that's something to to behold, something special to see. And so when I see these players from just hoping to get in front of the scouts, hoping for another workout, and then from their hopes to actually make an NFL team and then to ultimately be in a in a situation after all the letdown, being overlooked and then finally getting an opportunity to finally have that big payday where they can create generational wealth. So when we see these players is doing it, I tell you, it not, it does nothing more of giving, you know, thanking the Lord to be a part of being used in that situation to help a young man be able to become a millionaire, setting up his family and his children's children. That's a, a huge deal for me. And we're going to start with the players from the NFL Regional Combine now. Fifteen of these players were assigned as undrafted free agents this year, which was fantastic. Fifteen. And the first player that who, who, who name went off the board is one of the players that I was very fond of, fond of when we had the Super Regional Combine back in two, six, 2016 when it was Arizona, where we had Roy Robinson Harris, who was with the Chicago Bears ever since he came into the NFL following his workout at the NFL Regional Combine, and then making it to the Super Regional. And the Super Regional was pretty much the, the biggest one of them all. All the best players from those workouts get invited to this one big massive workout where all the NFL scouts are at. Before, it became this invitational where all 32 teams will be represented in person. 
the workouts that they had, you had some scouts that came, not a lot of them. Sometimes you probably saw five teams there, ten teams, you know, whatever. There was not a big, huge turnout by all the clubs at the regional combine when it's just the workouts. But when it came to the super regional combine, that's when everybody was there. Sometimes you had GMs there. It was, it was awesome to see these once unknown guys really, really get a step closer and get, in there, um, get into a team's um, facility. And Roy was one of those guys that got there. Now, Roy, he signed the largest contract this year in terms of the NFL regional combine players when he had became a free agent from the Chicago Bears, signed a three-year deal worth $24.4 million. Yes, he hit home run. He's making that money at the age of 28, and out of that $24 million, $14 million was guaranteed. You know, he recently just got married a couple of years ago, just had a child, so I'm really happy for, um, uh, Robert, for Robinson Harris to be able to set the tone for his family and for generations to come. So he definitely was one of those guys that I was really excited to see make it to not just in the NFL, but also get to a situation where he is now set financially. Now, one of the things that he's going to bring to Jacksonville is his ability to get to the quarterback. Now, when he was in Chicago, the person that he tormented, believe it or not, was Aaron Rodgers, future Hall of Fame quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. He was always all over Aaron Rodgers. I mean, Aaron Rodgers, you've never heard Aaron Rodgers talk about this young man, but when he got on the field, I'm quite for sure that he kept his eyes on number 95. So far for his career, although he's been in Chicago for his whole career, going to another team this year, he amassed 75 tackles, 30 quarterback hits, and 7.5 sacks. And like I said, um, Aaron Rodgers was one of the guys who always got his hands on him. I'm quite sure Aaron Rodgers will not miss him being gone from Chicago. So that was one of the players there, the one that signed the largest contract within the NFL, within the NFL regional combine ranking. So congratulations to Roy for making it happen for himself and for his family. Now, there's another player, you know, who's actually uh, NFL champ. Um, and his name is um, um, Kumar Crochet Hill. Now, Kumar Crochet Hill, he came through the process as well, 2016, when he worked out in Minnesota. Um, his workout was so impressive that he actually got drafted by the New England Patriots in that same year. He got drafted in the sixth, in the sixth round of that year by the New England Patriots. But he did not make that 53-man roster. So when he was put on waivers, Shortly after that, that's when you saw the Philadelphia Eagles claim them. Now, when he was there with Philly, he was there for four years. Primarily a special teams guy. He was at one time, like, I would consider him the Swiss Army knife for the Philadelphia Eagles, where he was able to do so much for the team, not only just being um, a presence on special teams, but he eventually worked his way into the lineup on the defense side of the ball, and he earned the captain. Um, title um, as one of the captains for the defense. Now, the karma part was that when the Philadelphia Eagles was able to get, when they got to the Super Bowl and they beat the New England Patriots, he was he played a major role, major role in that win for the Eagles. So, yes, he is a Super Bowl champion. 
he he got half of his dream completed of becoming a, a Super Bowl champion. But yet he's still waiting for that big, big payday, which he's really close to getting. I was hoping that this would have been the year like I did last year. Because last year when he became a free agent, he signed with the Miami Dolphins on a one-year deal. This year he signed a one-year deal with the Houston Texans. So he did not break the bank yet, but it's coming. It's coming. I believe in him. I believe in his style. He, I mean, I believe in his skill set. He definitely has a lot to offer to any team. Knowing that the Houston Texans, depending on what their future may be with their star quarterback, Deshaun Watson, knowing that they're actually doing a really total, you know, recall. J.J. Watt no longer there now. He's with the Arizona Cardinals. So it's going to be really interesting seeing how the Houston Texans is going to move forward as they in their somewhat rebuilding stage for their team. And hopefully Kumar Crusher Hill will go there, show his value, and hopefully going into the 2022 season, he will turn that one-year deal into a mega-year deal. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. Now, rolling right along. Vincent Imaiwe. Now, Vincent was one of those players who came through the process at the regional combine's infancy stage. When he came around, he actually came around in 2013 where he worked out and he got signed, and he signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Now, that same year, he wound up becoming a Super Bowl champion in his own right uh, as a member of the Seattle um, Seahawks. Uh, when they actually pounded on the Denver Broncos. And so from there, after his stint with the Seattle Seahawks, he wound up finding his uh, home with the Raiders for a short period of time. Then he went to Dallas for a short period of time, hoping that he'll probably be able to get that big money real soon. Then last year, free agency, signed with the Seattle Seahawks. Went right back to the place where it all started from for him. And then after this past season, he signed with them again for a two-year deal that was worth $8 million. So congratulations to Benson. $8 million is still good generational money that he has set in place for his family. So definitely congratulations to Benson in my way. Now, what we're going to do, we're going to take a quick pause. We're going to go pay some bills. We're going to come back. We're going to talk about the other, what, 13 players, uh, well, 12 players from the NFL Regional Combine who signed on to deals as free agents. You know, several of them had signed one-year deals. Um, some guys, Pro Bowl player, went to another team. All kinds of good stuff. Some of the names, uh, a particular name that L.A. is probably glad that he's no longer with Pittsburgh, but he's still a, a solid player, and he actually went to a rival. We're going to get into all that good stuff when we come back. you listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network. Alexa, play Whitney Houston. Okay. With Amazon Music, a voice is all you need. Get access to over 50 million songs. Download the Amazon Music app today. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome back. 
to the best. Welcome back to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL stars of tomorrow. Today, I'm your host Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com, and you guys can always, always go to the site, check us out, hear the great, great, solid programming that you'll find on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com, and also go to the site, check out some of the great shows like the Donaldson Files with Tom Donaldson and Coco Koshny, where they discuss politics from the right and the left while giving you entertainment news and guests. Listen, live every Tuesday and Wednesday, 6 p.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Make sure you guys check them out on the Bachelor News Radio Network.com. I'm telling you guys, the site is growing. Continue, continue to follow what's going on there. Now, talking about the players from the NFL Regional Combine who signed on to deals as free agents. Like I said, Regional Combine players signed deals this year, which was fantastic, which was great. So it still shows that these guys still continuing their NFL career and also putting some good, um, getting some, putting some cheese in their pockets. So that's really good news to hear. Now, back on talking about some of these um, solid players that came through the process. Now, Keelan Cole, if you're a Jacksonville, Jacksonville Jaguar fan, you're probably familiar with this wide receiver. He's one of those guys that I can, that I can say that, He's shown that he can actually be a solid number two in the league. There were times when he was put in a situation where he had to be the one for the Jacksonville Jaguars. So sometimes we saw him in situations like that. And there were times where he actually stood up to that challenge and did well. Um, He led Jacksonville two years in reception yards. Um, he also, he led, he came close in leading them in receiving yards, but still the value with the Jacksonville Jaguars. It seemed as though he really could not really attain it the way how he wanted to and how he should have. So he became a free agent. He wound up signing a one-year deal with the New York Jets. Now, the New York Jets is definitely one of those teams that's retooling trying to get more talent around there, knowing that now they have a new young quarterback. They were trying to build it around Sam Donald. Unfortunately, it didn't um, work out. Now, Zach Wilson is there. They're putting together some good pieces. They're going to be pretty heavy on the receiver core in, knowing they brought in Keelan Cole, who is a proven, proven veteran in this NFL, coming from a Division II school. So he's definitely showing some good stuff there. He signed the one-year deal that was worth 5.5 million dollars and he came through the process of the nfl regional combine in 2017 now another gentleman we actually had him on this show one time before vincent smith vincent smith was pretty much banged up through the whole season for the jets last year you know suited up for just one game um so we're going to scratch out that 2020 season for him but he still still signed on for one more year he signed a one-year deal that was worth the veteran's minimum of $1 million. Still good money that he has made. Maybe setting the tone for his family. Fantastic. From Limestone College, Division II school, the first player from the school to make it to the NFL. That institution started their football program in 2012, and Vincent made history as the first NFL player from that school to get to the highest level of football. So with Vincent coming there, Coles is locked in pretty much. He, he's, he, he's, he's going to be on that roster. Vincent really had to show them something during his training camp 
I think, if anything, the Jets would love for him to become that full-time return guy because of his speed. He runs a 4-2. I mean, he runs a 4-3, 4-4, legitimate speed, a solid return guy. I think they want to see consistency from him for that because his speed commands it. So I believe that's why they have brought him down. They kind of deep with the receivers that they have in with the Jets. So the competition is definitely, definitely going to be heavy. I'm still confident he's still going to make that team primarily as a return guy. And if they need him to step in as a wide receiver to make some plays, he is very, very capable of doing so. So definitely congratulations to these two guys. Hopefully they make it because at least I have two regional guys I can monitor in one game for the 2021 season. So I'm definitely looking for that because that's going to be some good, 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 easy coverage. For me, I have all these monitors that I have in my house. I create. I say it's crazy. I already haven't figured it out. I already figured out the science of what I put together, but still, it'll be even easier to know that I can just watch those guys on one monitor. So I'm pulling for that one. So pray for me on that one. No, you don't have to worry about it. That part is already covered. I'm good. <laughs> now, followed up with some more players. Now, this player here for the Houston Texans last year I talked about him heavily. I thought for sure that Terrell Adams was going to sign a huge deal this all I mean this all season, considering how he set the record. Now the NFL is not going to keep the record for the eight, for the regional combine players, but that's where I'm coming at. He set the record for the most tackles by defensive by a player who ventured through the NFL regional combine when he finished with 125 tackles, surpassing the previous leader who was then the rookie of the Washington Football Team. Cole Holcomb, who finished his rookie season in 2019 with 107 tackles. So Annals has pretty much shattered that with his 125. I thought for sure that the Houston Texans was not going to allow this young man to go. But they allowed him to go. He became a free agent. Shortly after, he is now a part of the Buffalo Bills defense. So the Buffalo Bills definitely have a grinder in the midst of Terrell Annals. Terrell Annals had been around this league on several teams, was thinking that the Houston Texans finally was going to be his home, but unfortunately that part did not work out. However, he's still NFL worthy. That's why he still maintained a strong career in the, in the league. So definitely looking forward to seeing what he's going to bring to the Buffalo Bills as this is a team that definitely will, can benefit from solid, solid defense. Also who they brought in was F.A. Obata, defense alignment, formerly of the Carolina Panthers. They brought him in on a one-year deal. Now, um, F.A., a foreign-born player, British-Nigerian, came through the process of regional combine, but also came through the process of the NFL's International Players Pathway Program, where it's a program put together for foreign-born players who are complete solid athletes that show some type of ability of becoming an NFL player. So they just teach them. The fundamentals allow them, if chosen, to at least be with a team when they practice squad for a whole year just to understand the culture, understand how to play the game from their perspective and also from their position. So he made that transition, always been with um, the Carolina Panthers after he came through that process. Last year he had a, a solid year, his best year for us in sacks. He finished the season uh, last year with 5.5 sacks. He was actually the first player from the regional combine to actually sack Tom Brady. So he actually set that president. But he has a knack of getting to 
big-time quarterbacks. Um, he had his hands full last year in doing so. So definitely want to see what he can do for us coming up the edge for the Buffalo Bills because that's what the Bills need if they want to try to get to become the representatives of the AFC in, I mean, for the Super Bowl. Not saying the Bills going to make get to make it to uh, Super Bowl um, this year. However, they definitely a Super Bowl contender. These two guys can help bridge that gap a little bit more for the Buffalo Bills. You listen to Locker Talk on the Bachelor News Radio Network, where you hear about NFL starting tomorrow today. Some other players that signed, Pittsburgh Steelers re-signed their punter, Jordan Berry, to a one-year deal. Linebacker Brandon Copeland, who's been around this league, I tell you, this young man, when the day when he decided to walk away from the NFL, don't be surprised if you see him um, in someone's boardroom or someone's community leader or head of an organization because this young man has done some remarkable things with the money he has made so far in the NFL. You know, so watch out for Mr. Brandon Copeland, who signed a one-year deal with the Atlanta Falcons. This was Copeland's third team in the last three seasons. Um, three seasons ago, he was with the Jets before he signed with the Patriots, and now he's a member of the Atlanta Falcons. Mike Thomas, wide receiver for the Cincinnati Bengals, he resigned with the Bengals on a one-year deal. So it was good to see that he was able to maintain, to show to the Bengals what he can do. He started the season off in 2020 with his uh, first career touchdown um, in that matchup, knowing that the past previous years, four to five years, he was in Los Angeles playing for the Rams, where he did not see the end zone, came close against the Buccaneers uh, several years ago. Um, only problem was he wasn't paying attention, was going to try to celebrate before he crossed the goal line and wind up getting stripped. <laughs> and it became the Bucks ball. I'll never forget that. that. That would have been his first NFL touchdown. But unfortunately, he did not get it. But he did get it as a member of the, um, the Cincinnati Bengals last year. And then he started off, like I said, the season showing some promise until he got banged up, missed a good portion of the year, did get back on the field, but he wasn't targeted as much. Hopefully this time around, he will be able to show what he can do as a member for the Cincinnati Bengals. Also, Arizona Cardinals have re-signed defensive back Chris Banjo, who's been there um, a year as well. Been most of the, spent most of his time in Green Bay before he signed with the Saints, and then before he signed that one-year deal with the Arizona Cardinals in 2020, and he re-signed with them again for 2021. Chris Milton from Georgia Tech really, really loved this guy's workout when he came through the process in 2015. Bounced around with the league, was actually with the Colts for a very long time before he became an established special teams titan. And then speaking of the Titans, the Titan, he actually became a member of the Tennessee Titans last year where he still was showing great value on special teams. This year, he signed a one-year deal, the New York football Giants. This New York team, this Giants team, I'm telling you, folks, keep your eye on this team. This team is, like, right there. They have some solid, solid defensive pieces there, especially in their secondary. If this team can really showcase what they can really do on the defense side of the ball, this Giants team can be something to can contend with because their offensive pieces are already there. Questionable part, everyone, I know, I know Daniel Jones, a lot of people is not too high on that young man, 
But whenever they get – if he come into his own this year, they definitely will be, I would say, a quarterback away if he don't come into his own because the pieces that they have there offensively can mount up with some of the best in the league. But, however, they're going to have to rely on their defense to help mesh with that offense as the offense still trying to put things together for themselves. That that defense is going to be something to deal with, and Chris uh, Milton is a part of it. And last but not least, Alawindo winner waiver. Left tackle for the formerly of the the um, Pittsburgh Steelers, who was a two-time All-Pro, I mean two-time Pro Bowl player, was an Army Ranger. We know his story. 2014 came through the process, signed with the or signed with the Eagles as a linebacker, got waived. Steelers picked him up, trans, um, he converted him over to a tight end, and then eventually tried to put him onto where he is currently as a left tackle. 2015 got his start when um. Um, um, Cavell Meacham got injured when the Ravens stepped in, never looked back. Like I said, two-time pro bowler who signed a big deal with the Steelers several years ago that was worth $24 million. This year he came became a free agent. The Baltimore Ravens scooped him up. Now, Wendell Rivera is definitely excited about his opportunity to play against the Steelers twice in the season. The Baltimore Ravens had signed this veteran offensive lineman on the, for the protect Lamar Jackson's backside to a two-year deal that was worth $14 million. So he definitely continued to make bank there. Now, there are two names from the NFL recent combine I was waiting out for, waiting to see where Austin Ritter is going to go, who was the starting center for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Chris, Mil- um, Chris Mullins, who was the backup quarterback for the San Francisco 49ers. Really looking forward to seeing where these two guys are going to land. Of course, I'm going to update you what happened. But until then, thank you guys for tuning in to the Locker Talk on the Bash of News radio um, network where you guys can hear about NFL stars of tomorrow today. I'm your host, Barry Barnes, founder and CEO of Locker-Report.com. And you guys can follow me on any one of my social handles on Twitter, the Locker underscore report, on Instagram, Locker Report 100, all small caps, on Facebook, LockerReport.com, and also check out Locker Talk Podcast on Facebook. But make sure you guys go to YouTube. Subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Subscribe to the channel of the Locker Talk Podcast. And definitely always check me out on the best in news RadioNetwork.com where you check this show out anytime of your leader 24-7. Everyone stay blessed, be safe. Time to go to the movies if you can. <laughs> Everyone take it easy now. Bye-bye.